0: Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with the mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Welcome to another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast with me, Kia, where our mission is to bring light into darkness just like the fireflies by simply sharing the stories of people of color who live and thrive with a mental illness and to normalize the mental health conversation. I realized the past few episodes that I've been leaving out the normalize the mental health conversation part. I'm not sure why, but I, I guess I do go back to listen to the episodes. Um, I'm going to say happy Monday. I am recording this episode on Friday. It is a day before my birthday. And y'all, I'm not even excited about it. So we are going to have a real heart-to-heart uh, episode just so I can update you guys on the things that I have been dealing with lately. It has certainly been challenging. Um, I just got back from the gym and I was like, before... I get back in the bed let me let me record this episode so a few quick announcements before we dive into today's topic I want to remind you all that I will be speaking at the Cathedral International Service um, on September 29th I will be at the 930 a.m. and 12 p.m. service Um, And then I will also be signing books so that the Cathedral International is in Perth Amboy, New Jersey. So if anyone is in the New York, New Jersey area, feel free to come out and get a book signed and meet me. I certainly look forward to it because I will definitely be needing these moments to help encourage me um, and push me through this difficult time. and then also, I am actually speaking at a, an event that is in partnership with um, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So you all know that I'm a member of NAMI and um, they are partnering with um, ha- with the organization. I'm not sure of the name of the organization, but I do know that the host of the organization is Don Cheeto. And um, she's having a program on self-care and mental health, and it's called Curls and Mental Health. It will actually be um, in Prince George's County, Maryland. So if you're in the DMV area, you can feel free to come out to that event. The event, let me make sure I have the correct date because I want to make sure that y'all have that if you're interested in coming. So give me one second so I can... Find this. So the date is actually next Saturday. It is September 21st. And the event starts at y'all. I'm trying to pull up this flyer. The event starts at three o'clock and it goes till five. So again, it's called uh, curls and mental health. And it's from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. And I will be sharing my story. um, Just like I do at most of all the other events if i'm not teaching something um so yeah if you are available please um feel free to attend that event i will leave that event in the show notes again that's september 21st it's curls and mental health from three to five and it is at um south Bowie, maryland um the south buoy public library sorry y'all um So if you're available, please feel free to come out. And then I also want to let you all know, look, this is how I'm going to do. I'm going to do something really easy. The first two people who send me um, an email, I have two cell phone cases that I want to give away just to thank you for your support, um, for listening to this podcast and for just really rocking with me. It means a lot. Y'all know that this podcast has come from a really dark place. And if you are new listening to this podcast. I just want to let you know that it is my hope that when you listen to this podcast, that you begin to prioritize your mental health, that you have a better understanding of mental health and that you can be a support for those who are struggling with mental illness. But overall, that you make sure that you're taking care of yourself um, so that you can be a, a support for someone who is going through a difficult time. I. Also want to oh I, I have to let you all know so I'm actually getting an award from NAMI and I'm really really grateful um that the National Alliance on Mental Illness um the Prince George's County chapter would choose me to um to honor for the honor me during their annual members meeting and awards program. Um so that's happening September 24th. And it's definitely very encouraging because it's easy to not all the time, but there are moments where it can get really discouraging because I want the podcast numbers to be more like I want to have a a larger reach. I want to continue to grow the podcast. And sometimes I may get frustrated when I'm like, "Okay, I need the numbers to go up faster or Well, you don't really know if you're actually making an impact. So I know that people listen to the podcast because I check each week to see how the podcast is doing. And I know that you guys are actually listening. Um, But sometimes I don't always know who is listening um, just because sometimes you guys may not be as engaged. Um, And so but there are a few people who have reached out to me to let me know how the podcast has blessed them. And I definitely appreciate it. So, those are my announcements that I can think of. Um, and, like I said, uh, it has been uh, really challenging uh, lately. And so today, what I am going to talk about in honor of September being suicide Prevention Awareness Month as well as National Recovery Month. So recovery, whether people are in recovery from um, from living from living with a mental illness or recovery, uh, from living with um, a substance use disorder, or even both. So in honor of National Recovery Month and Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, I realized that I did not say that in the, the past two episodes that we had, that that's what September this month is. People usually are talking about um, recovery and suicide um, prevention and awareness. And so as a person who has attempted and survived suicide, And as a person who started struggling with suicidal thoughts at just like 11 or 12 years old, I thought it was really important that we talk about this topic. And because most recently on Monday night, y'all, my suicidal thoughts came back and I have not had, I have not been suicidal in probably close to a year, if not a year. So It has been difficult. And like I mentioned before, that my therapist has been warning me, if you will, of that my depression was, 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 you know, like gradually um, getting worse. And sometimes for me, I, I don't always see it, even though the signs are there, but I felt like I had it under control until one day I did not. And so last Friday I had um I got up and I went to the gym and I came back and um I went to therapy and then I stayed in the bed y'all all day. And then when I got up my Fitbit told me that I slept for 18 hours and that's when I knew I was like okay, Kia, you are definitely in a depression. And before it gets completely terrible you have to do something even though you don't feel like doing anything because let's be honest when someone is in a depression they have barely any energy to get up to use the bathroom and there has even been a case where um, a therapist who i know told me that her client um, didn't even get up to use the bathroom um they just urinated inside of water bottles and left them inside their closet yeah like it may not make sense if you've never been in the depression and you've never experienced something like that but I can understand why someone would just urinate in the bottles and just leave the bottles like in their room or in their closet like I it it makes sense to me I get it and so I guess like that I slept for 18 hours y'all and like I last week I had moments where I was feeling sad, but I really wasn't sure why I wanted to cry. But I really wasn't sure why. Like that's when I was like, okay, this is definitely I feel like I was inching the line of like mild to moderate depression. I didn't think it was like too severe because the thing is, I don't really remember like the early stages of depression if you will like I don't remember when it's like mild I only remember like when it's severe and I'm like bedridden like that's that's what's most recent so that's what I remember I don't remember like the early signs so that's why I have to go back to actually revamp the RAP plan that I started working on that I did not finish I actually need to finish mine and we'll have an episode on um RAP which is, stands for wellness recovery action plan I will briefly go over that that's something that I've been trained um trained in and I'll be starting to teach classes on that um if not at the end of the year then most likely next year so so yeah so it like I said it was really hard and then um my big sister who is also my first lady um of my church she had she texted me shout out to dr anita phillips i i love her she's going to be a guest on the podcast she is a preacher and a therapist so y'all know i love everything about that i love what she stands for and what she's doing she's getting the church to talk about mental health and she's starting a movement and it's taking taking it by storm and she's so inspirational she has been a she has been so supportive and um So she reached out to me on um, Saturday night and said, are you going to be at church on Sunday? And I was like, oh, I'm not sure because I'm really having a hard time. And so she said, I would really like to see you um, because, you know, it's it's suicide prevention awareness um, month and we want to highlight it at church. And so it took me a minute before I actually responded because I didn't want to let her down. But I believe God just told, dropped in my spirit. He said, it's bigger than you. Somebody needs to hear and people need to see when I'm not at my best. I'm not always on a hundred. Um, like today I'm not. And so I went ahead and I, and I did make it to church. Um, if you follow me on social media, then you'll see the picture, um, that I posted that someone actually happened to take while I was up, sharing my story and being prayed, uh, to, uh, for and ministered to, um, and then I just stayed the night with her and um, her daughter, and it was just it was just so good to be around them because um, it, it's it's always comforting when when people can relate and they get it and they understand. Um, so that really did help me on su- on Sunday to Monday. I, I Monday I felt I felt pretty good. I felt like oh, okay. I'm. I'm get. I. I actually didn't feel. Um, I wasn't feeling any part of the depression at all on Monday. Monday, I felt fine. Um, but then Tuesday rolled around. Actually, you know what? Before I even get ahead of myself. So then, um, two. So Monday night, um, I got a text message from someone who. Um, who I had reached out to because i had sent a group text message to four people i believe on friday and just told them yeah my depression is getting really bad and the best way to support me is to either like just come to my house because um if i don't have the energy to leave out i'm probably going to be in the bed for like days at a time and like i said i over that over last weekend i only believe i got up twice and i was to use the bathroom and to eat because i told myself that if you're gonna be in this bed, you need to drink water to make sure you're dehydrated because when I had my suicide attempt, I went into the hospital, I was dehydrated and y'all was hungry because I didn't have anything to eat in a couple of days. So I was like, okay, you have to uh, make sure that you're eating at the bare minimum. So, and so I did, I drank water, um, I was eating because I knew that if I did not do those things, I was gonna to continue to progressively get worse and I was gonna be weak from not, drinking any water and eating any food so um anyway so a, a, my a, a friend uh texted me to just check on me because they didn't respond to the group um or they didn't respond whether to the group or reach out to me individually um because the person said that they, that they had their own stuff going on and um they couldn't be there to support me but um it definitely did hurt because this is someone who um, is really important to me, and is someone who um, who has who has been with me around the time when I first got like my official diagnosis, and like around the time of my suicide attempt, and so they, this person knows um, where, where I've gotten like really bad, and so I basically explained to them that when I'm in an episode like that, and I'm reaching out, it's best not to ignore me because it could really set me over the edge because the thing is y'all when when I am in a, a depression and it's starting to get really bad my mind will somehow trick me right it will trick me and have me thinking that no one cares about me that I'm in this by myself because I'm already ice starting to isolate so of course if I'm if I'm isolating and I'm not around people, it starts to feel like I'm by myself and no one cares. Now, I know that's not true because I have a a huge support system. Um, But sometimes I like I actually do believe the things that my mind tells me. And so it's really hard. And so I have to challenge those thoughts to be like, no, this is these are the people who actually believe in you. These are the people who actually support you. These are the people that you can reach out to. But, you know, so that for basically, you know, we she, you know, we shared a few words um, via text message and I just said, you know, I, I understand um, noted, you know, I just know moving forward that this particular person can't be the person to support me in that way when needed. Um, but it really did hurt and it still does hurt. And so um I immediately after the the text message was sent to me, y'all, uh, I don't know what was I don't know what I don't know what was said in the text message that triggered me or if it was this the fact that I, I'm already emotionally um like just really fragile. So I'm like, I get hypersensitive. Like I'm super, super sensitive when I'm in an episode. I'm easily irritable. Like I just, I snap. I'm just really, really snappy. And it's like I become this person that is not me. Like it's not me. And so I was like, you know what? I just got so upset, and for there was, it immediately like the suicidal thoughts. They immediately started. From that after that text message was sent to me and I, what i had to do i had to challenge those thoughts and I, I started praying and i text a friend and i was like please start praying for me now i'm feeling suicidal i'm praying for myself right now and i told myself reasons that i need to stay alive and i'm getting like super emotional right now as i'm recording this but y'all it's real like I never want y'all to think because I have the courage to tell my story on stages and on the podcasts and in articles, and my books, whatever—all the stuff that I'm doing. I never want you to think that I have "quote unquote" arrived. And I remember someone said something about arriving. For a book review, and I had to reach out to the person because I knew who wrote it. And I said, you know, I never want you to think that I've arrived. I'll be arriving until the day that I die. Like, yes, I've overcome suicidal thoughts and I've overcome depression, but I'm like still overcoming. I like I'm in the midst of it. Of with people who listen to the podcast and they're going through their stuff. Like, I never want you to think like I'm talking at you. Like, oh, I've mastered this. I haven't mastered a thing. Has have I gotten better? Yeah, do I know how to uh, recognize the signs better? Yeah, um, am I ashamed about it? No, am I embarrassed? No. So those show that there's progress, but y'all, I have not arrived. It is, I still have my 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 challenges, and so I say all that to say that you know we're talking about it being suicide prevention awareness month, the National Recovery Month, and me just. This past Monday, having suicidal thoughts to um, to really talk about preparing a suicide prevention kit, especially for those of us who find that we struggle with um, suicidal thoughts and maybe if you um, on how to support someone when they're feeling suicidal. Now, let me say this. Just because someone is suicidal, that does not mean that they have a plan. So if you're listening to this podcast and someone reaches out to you and said that they're suicidal, don't assume that they have a plan. The the thing is, you can ask them. You can ask them, say, do you have a plan? And if they say yes, then that person may be mad at you for some time. That's fine. But, you you know, you'll save their life. Um, Then you want to reach out to like if there is a mobile crisis like crisis line in your area, reach out to the mobile crisis line or you can um, contact the police and have them show up if that person says they have a plan. Now, if they say they don't have a plan, then they may just want to talk through the suicidal thoughts. Like sometimes that's what I need. Sometimes when I'm experiencing suicidal thoughts, I don't have a plan every single time. Sometimes the thoughts will be like, it would be better if I wasn't here. Um, I want the pain to stop. And a lot of times that's what it is. We just want the pain to stop. Um and so I would um just sometimes think that it would be better if I was if I was dead. Those are the thoughts that go through my head. And so sometimes we just need somebody to talk us through those suicidal thoughts just to let us get it get it out. And it may be very uncomfortable, but sometimes people just need to just talk about them. They don't necessarily um aren't planning to act on it. And so that's the biggest thing. If you are supporting someone don't, when someone says they're suicidal, don't rush to call like the police or like the mobile crisis line. Like, Don't rush to do that immediately because if you do that, then they're going to be less hesitant about reaching out to you when they're experiencing um, something, um, when they're experiencing suicidal thoughts. So what I want to do is actually talk about preparing a suicide prevention kit and this is actually something that i was like i gotta beef up my 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 suicide prevention kit game because i there was since i was doing well and i've been doing well for so long pretty much majority of this year i've been doing extremely well there was a part of me that kind of felt like oh maybe i won't get depression anymore i mean i knew that it could come back anytime because i had been struggling with this since i was a child so there is a possibility. I don't want to speak this over my life, but there is a possibility that I could struggle with this for the rest of my life, because for some people, it is a lifelong chronic illness. And it is considered a disability for those of us who are crippled by it. And so I I just, you know, want, want to say that. And so... Preparing um a suicide prevention kit or a safety plan, whatever you want to call it, this is something that should be done when you are in a better mental space. Um, and you can work with your therapist and your family and friends um, so you know what to put um in your safety plan. And I'm gonna put a link in the show notes. The National Suicide Prevention uh Lifeline, they have a template for um, a suicide uh, prevention kit or safety plan so that when when those thoughts come, you already have a document, uh, a living, breathing document that you can change as needed, but that you can go to so you are prepared when the thoughts come. A lot of times they just come and then for some of us, we immediately like go into crisis. And by that time, it's too late. So if we're proactive, versus reactive, then we could do ourselves, um, We could really help ourselves out. And for those who wanna support us, we can even share the document with them so they know what to do. And we don't have to go trying to explain it when we may not have the energy to do so. So that's something um, that I wanna uh, mention. But like I said, I'll leave that, um, that link in the show notes so that you can refer back to it and this is important that you develop this safety plan when you're in a better place so you can already have it when you need it. Because it's going to be hard to try to, it's going to be too late to put a prevention plan together when you're already suicidal. And you may not even have the energy to do so. And it was probably, probably will be the one of the last things, if not possibly, not even on your mind. I also wanted to mention, so that's one, um, and these are not in any particular order, but the first thing Overall, I just wanted to say is that just being proactive versus reactive. So making sure you have a suicide prevention um, plan um, in place, so when those t- when those times come, you're you're prepared. Um, another thing is have five people you can call, like whether those people from your support group, whether it's family, friends, people from your church, um, whether it's um, anyone that you're close with, people who you can trust Have those five people on your list um, and then just ask them. So you don't put anyone in the fire because some people may not be able to be that person. So before you um, become become suicidal, reach out and let people know. Like, for instance, I sent a text message to my friend and I said, hey, if you don't hear from me in three days, my therapist says she thinks it should be two. So I may just do two. But I told you, if you don't hear from me in three days, if I do not respond to one single text, I'm gonna give you a key to my house, and you just show up. You can let me know you're coming, but just show up because I may not respond and I may be isolating, but that does not mean that I don't want people there. It is a very hard thing to try to explain to someone who's never been in. They're like, well then. Why are you isolating? Why are you not talking to people if you want people there? I don't know yet. That's just how the illness works. That's the only way I can explain it. And she said, okay, yes, I can be that person. So now I know that if push comes to shove in two days, if she doesn't hear a response from me, I know that this person is gonna show up. So ask those. those are the people. Um, a lot of times for me, they say people you can, you know, you have five people you can call. The thing is, sometimes some people may want to talk about it. They may want to talk about, you know, their, them, you know, them being in a depression. A lot of times when I'm in a depressive state, I don't want to talk about being in a depression. I just don't. When people are texting me to check on me, they'll be like, I'm I'm, I'm texting you to check in on you, how you're doing? Sometimes I won't respond or maybe a lot of times I won't respond because I don't want to have to keep stating over and over that I'm not doing well. I may respond when I'm doing better and say, hey, I'm doing better, but I don't want to have to keep saying that over and over like, oh, I'm not doing well because all these people are reaching out to me. And I hope, you know, I don't want people to take it personal when I'm not responding. It has really nothing to do with them, but sometimes like I don't want to have to keep saying I'm not well like. It's, it's just, I don't. Um, and another thing is, like, just talking. So people will tell me, like, you know, you can reach out to me if you need somebody to talk to. The thing is, I don't have an issue talking. I have a therapist that I see every week and that I text throughout the week if needed. I do not have an issue talking about if something is bothering me, if somebody did something to me to that made me feel a certain way. I will speak up. Like, that's not really an issue for me but if that's an issue for you make sure that you have people that you can call to talk things through for me I need people to physically show up and like physically be there like I talked about in the grief uh etiquette one-on-one episode like your a person's presence is so powerful that it is for me like I just need you to physically be there um and we don't have to say nothing you could just be laying in the bed next to me you could be um, on the couch watching TV. I just need to know someone is physically there with me. That's that's what I need. Um, but it may be different for, for other people. So I want to caution you to know what. It, how is it that you need people to show up and support you? So have your people on your list that you need to call or that you want to come over, however it is for you. Um that's that's definitely something you can include in your suicide prevention kit. Another thing that you can include in there is look at pictures from when, when you were doing better in your recovery. Whether that's pictures on your phone or whether that's a photo album, um, whether it's pictures on social media, whatever that is for you. Like I'm currently taking a break from social media. Last month I think I was off of it for a week or two weeks. Um and that wasn't long enough. Um, and so right now I'm taking a break. I don't know when I'm going to be back on. I'm not going to even give myself a timeline. Right now I'm just focusing on um, getting on getting better. And so, um, but what, if you are on social media and you can handle it, then you can look at pictures on social media, on your phone, uh, or a photo album for when you are doing better and just really reflect on those times. Another thing that you can do is you can read um read old things so like you know old cards or letters or text messages that people sent to you like something that I did was I started like rereading my book earlier this week and I was like wow I mean I know I wrote it but like I was reading it you know because I haven't been feeling well and I was like wow you you really wrote this book like this is actually really good not saying I didn't think it wasn't good but I took a step away from it I was reading it so much before it was time for it to come out. So like I was just tired of reading it. And I, you know, haven't read read it in months. And then someone said something to me. Actually, um, I'll say her the person's name, uh Patrice Washington from the Redefining Wealth podcast. She was a guest on here last year and she has been a mentor to me from afar and um I got a chance to meet her like a year ago, a year, year and a half ago And, um, she, she's she's just great. Like I love everything about Patrice, like her, she's authentic. She's real. Um, I just love her, her whole mission, um, and what she's doing. So, um, she was interviewing me for her podcast It, it will not air until October, but she was interviewing me for her podcast and she told me, here I go getting emotional again. She told me that my book was really good and she just shared, um, the she just shared how important it is that I tell my story and why this and why my book is so needed and I just got emotional because she didn't know the night before the interview that I was um feeling the need that I that I I wanted to die and so it's things like that you know when I'm when I'm looking um thinking about the things that people have said reading book reviews, reading podcast reviews, reading text messages, like those things do go a long way and they remind me why I need to be here. (laughs) Like it reminds me why I need to continue to stay here even when I feel like I want to die and I don't want to be here. Because sometimes it's not a matter of, like I said, that I have a plan. Sometimes I just feel like I don't want to be here and I want to die. And it's still a very dangerous place to, to be in, but again, it doesn't necessarily mean that I have a plan or another person has a plan. Also, what you what you can do is attend a support group. So the National Alliance on Mental Illness has tons of support groups all around the country. Like, no matter where you live, NAMI has a support group and you can take advantage of their peer-to-peer class um, that they have, and they help you come up with a recovery plan. It's taught by someone who lives with the mental health condition, or you can just attend the connection support group, and you can talk about whatever it is that you're going through. Um, you, if, if you have the energy to do so, you can definitely. I would encourage you to attend a support group. Um, also, the um, the uh, there's a. A chapter. I know they have one in the Washington D.C. area, and I'll be sure to link the link in the show notes so you can see um, if there are chapters in your area. But the um, the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance also offers support groups, so you can definitely check them out as well. And I'll leave their website as well as uh, Nami's website, and you can check to see what support groups are in your area. Another thing that you can do. Um, when you're feeling suicidal is write down all the reasons that you need to to stay alive and then say them out loud. Like, you can write them in your phone, you can write it on a piece of paper, whatever works for you, but write those reasons down and then say it out loud. That's also something else you can do. Uh, another thing that you can do, of course, is call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's, um, of course, a, a given in most cases. Um, the, I'll be sure to leave the, let me actually get the number right now so that anyone who may be listening, um, listening to this episode, they can actually hear it, but I'm going to leave it in the, um, I'm going to leave it in the show notes so that you can refer back to it. But the suicide prevention lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day if you need somebody to talk to, talk you through. And they also have an online chat that you can um, check out. And then also what you can do is text the the crisis the crisis text line. Only thing you have to do is text HOME to 741741. Again, text HOME to 741741. Uh, If you're in the United States and then they have a number for Canada and the UK. So I'm going to leave their website um, in the show notes as well. So you can do that. And um, another thing that you could do for um, things that you can you can consider doing, um, you can color. If you find that coloring helps you, that is very therapeutic, that it takes your mind off of something um, off of being suicidal. You can actually color There are so many adult coloring books, and a lot of people find it to be very relaxing. That's not something that I do. That's not something that, I don't know, has really worked for me, but some people do. So I would encourage you to color it. it, You know that it takes your mind away and that it's relaxing to you, and it shifts your mind from being suicidal to being present and focusing on coloring. Do that. There are plenty of um, adult coloring books. and then also you can read. I prefer to read, so that's what I've been doing. I just start reading because then I can't think about being suicidal. When it's when I'm at a point where I can actually control them, then I will read because it takes my mind off of it. Of course, if it gets to the point where it's like unbearable and I can't stop thinking about it, and I do have a plan, then I'll you know call nine one one or drive myself to the hospital and have to admit myself into the hospital. And that's the worst case scenario. If you went through all of these things and nothing has worked, then it may be time to just take a break and go into the hospital. Um, that's that's like the last resort, just to keep yourself safe so in that you can become stable. Um, so yeah, those are, those are all the things that I wanna um, just share. To let you all know, these are some things that you can actually try to see if they work for you. Um, If you have things that you have done and you found helpful, let me know. Um, Maybe I could just write this in an article and put these things down in there so that when people visit my website, they can also um, read through it. And have some ideas of what they can do and what can help them. And just remember, everyone is different. What works for one person may not work for the other person. So your safety plan or suicide prevention plan um, really has to be tailored to what works for you. So but these are just things that um, some of the things that I have done is some things that other people have done. Um, so I wanted to share those with you. And then before I go, I wanted to say I wasn't sure. I know I started this thought at the beginning of the episode, but I cannot remember if I actually said if I actually said it. So as a way to thank you all for supporting this podcast, I'm giving away two free cell phone cases. Um, they both say I told my therapist about you. One is for a. Apple who has someone who has an iPhone and the other one is for someone who has a Android. They're the most latest version. So if you have an older Android or older iPhone, it's probably not going to work for you. So if you have the latest um, iPhone um, and if you have the latest Android, I do have cell phone cases. Two cell phone cases, like I said, um, if you want to purchase them, they're available on the Etsy page that I have. But I am going to give away two of those for free. Um, so only thing you have to do if you want the cell phone cases, just send me an email. Kia at FirefliesUnite.com. Just say, I want the cell phone case. And the first two people, oh, and then you have to specify if you have an Apple or Android because I won't know. So the first two people who do that, those are the people who get it. Like... I'm not on social media right now, so I really need to take a, a step back to get myself together. But, yeah, that's 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 it. And I, I just wanted to let you all know that your support is appreciated, um, that I, I'm i still battling this illness, and it is a terrible illness. Um, but I want you all to see that, to, to be able to see that. I'm not always doing great and to be able to hear when I'm actually like in the thick of it, because a lot of times when I'm recording the podcast, majority of the time since I've started the podcast, yes, I've had moments where I've needed to take breaks and pull away. Um, But most of the time when I'm doing the podcast, I am I'm doing pretty well. But there are moments like right now where y'all it is tough. And like I said, my birthday is tomorrow, and I am not excited about it. I, I literally feel nothing. I feel, I, I feel nothing about my birthday, honestly. Um, I don't feel sad. I don't feel happy. I, I, I don't. It's just like, ah, it's, it's coming. I know it's coming. And um, yeah, that's that's a, a very hard space to be in. Nope, I don't have any plans. Um, for my birthday, it's my birthday is on a Saturday. You would think like, oh yeah, I have the whole weekend to celebrate. I should be starting the party now and celebrating and celebrating all weekend. But y'all, I just don't even have the energy to, to do, to do anything. Um, and and it is, it's, it's, it's really, really hard. Um, but it's, it's just the space that I, that I'm in. And, um, another thing that I, I do want to eventually talk about, um, on this episode I, I want to find someone who someone who can relate and I'm going to ask the person to see if they would be available but I'm talking about like when you're in a depression how sometimes you don't even have the you, you don't have energy so you don't even have the energy to get better like that's kind of how I feel right now I know I need to get better but since I don't have the energy it's like, ugh. I don't even feel like getting better like that's a real thing and it may not make sense to someone who's never experienced it but sometimes depression can really feel like a really warm blanket because I've known it for so long when you talk about dealing with something for over 10 years it's so familiar that sometimes I have to remind myself when I've had moments of doing well because I've been in a depression I've been depressed more than I've experience happiness so sometimes being happy and feeling good because sometimes seems really foreign not all the time but sometimes and so I was talking to someone about this last night and they got it they were like yes I know what that is like and it was like a breath of fresh air because someone who's never experienced it they would be like well why wouldn't you want to get better well I don't have the energy to do a lot of things so doing better requires energy. So it's like, why do I want to put the work in? Now, I know I'm going to do what I need to do. Like today, I have therapy. Fridays are my are ther- Fridays, every Friday, I have therapy. So I know that I'm going to go to therapy at the bare minimum. And if I'm not going to therapy, then that means I probably need to go into the hospital. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to let y'all know that this is where I am. Um let me know if you have any suggested topics for the podcast. Let me know if y'all want me to switch up the format. I don't know if y'all like conversations like this, if y'all want me to go back to the therapist shout out. I'm not trying to make the episodes really long. That's why I stopped having like the mind, body, and uh soulness segment. That's why I stopped with the therapist shout-out because the episodes were getting to be extremely long and I know people don't like listening to long episodes. Um, And if they do go over a little bit, I would prefer for it to be a conversation, something that is shared. But, yeah, you all, thank you um, so much for listening. You all have a fantastic week. And thank you for your support. Just know it means so much to me. Thank you to any person who's reached out to me via text message or email. I'm doing my best to respond to everybody. Sometimes I don't respond. If I don't, it's not personal, y'all. It's really a me thing. Like, that sounds cliche, but no, it really is. Um, Because sometimes people don't know what to say. And since I find that I get easily irritated and I'm extremely, like, fragile, I also isolate because people say the wrong things to me. They don't have the intention. They're They're trying to be helpful, but it actually doesn't help me. So I sometimes don't respond. So... I can protect myself from not like being like getting snappy or from just someone saying something that makes me feel worse. So like someone, for instance, someone sent me a text message and they were just uh, texting me to check on me and they were like, how are you doing? And I just told them I'm the same. And the response was all like A-W-W, y'all just made me so upset. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, I. I I don't know. I just got really, like I said, I'm easily irritated and um, I get really, um, I'm really fragile. And so sometimes someone can say something that really like sets me off to like being suicidal. So like certain people, I just cannot, um, I can't talk to them when I'm in this state. Um, So I do like pick and choose who I can talk to during this time. Um, So y'all just, I just ask for your continuous prayers for your support, uh, for listening to this podcast. If this episode, um, if this, if you were, if this episode helped you anyway, feel free, y'all. Please just leave that review on Apple Podcasts. That's all I want. If y'all want to do something for my birthday, can y'all just please just, uh, just like blow up Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and the Facebook page wherever you listen to the podcast. Can you just leave a review? That's that's what you could do. If you want to help me for my birthday, um, you can, that's all, that's all you can do. Like just this rate the podcast, especially if you listen to Apple Podcasts. Let me know which episode stood out to you the best. And thank you again so much for listening. You all have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you next week. I hope that you obtain tools and resources from the Fireflies Unite podcast to help you manage your mental health but please do not use it as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or psychiatrist. Let's continue the conversation by following me on Fireflies Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.